Hello. You're listening to a podcast brought to you by Bupa Global in association with the School of Life. And now, on with the podcast. Today, we live in a society which gives us a conflicting outlook on life. On one hand, we're encouraged to admire reckless hedonists, big personalities with a huge lust for life, whether it's James Dean, forever young and wild, or Dylan Thomas raging against the dying of the light. Their passion impresses us. But then, on the other hand, we're also told to be sensible and think about the future, keeping one eye on our pension plan while the other looks at plane tickets for our next holiday in the sun. We want to have our gluten-free cake and eat it, especially if there's a scoop of full-fat ice cream on the side. This conflict between the needs of the present and those of the future leads to some problems. One is a trap of short-term thinking, of living for today and ignoring the consequences. This is a seductive attitude. It feels romantic, dangerous and exciting. It gives you licence to enjoy an intense existence in the moment, letting you forget life's boring, practical details and put the future to one side. The trouble is, as time goes on, this approach to life can become stale and uninspiring. Instant gratification isn't very challenging, and wild living is itself a routine if we do it every weekend. So, a short-term mindset can be limiting. But this is just one side of the coin. The opposite trap is one of long-term thinking, equally persuasive in its own way. On some unconscious level, people often think chasing pleasure too eagerly will have negative consequences. Life would otherwise be too unfair. You can't just do as you please all the time. So pleasure, we think, is almost something to be afraid of. This might mean you deny yourself pleasure and work extra hard instead, forever delaying your fun until tomorrow, planning for a golden beach of early retirement, which you're probably too anxious to take. Or you might find reasons to work a little harder, always making sensible decisions which seem justifiable in the long run. You order salad when you'd really like lasagna. You sign up for another spin class, convinced that an extra hour in the gym is the right thing to do, while silently begrudging your colleagues for relaxing at the pub. This obsession with the future can drain colour from life, removing the spontaneity that helps make it exciting. The trouble with both of these two extremes, short-term and long-term, is that they ignore a third option, a possible solution to this tension between present and future needs. In the end, it may be that we can pursue pleasure today whilst benefiting ourselves tomorrow, just as long as we seek subtler and more sophisticated pleasures. These pleasures will be different for everyone, but their magic lies in discovering equivalent excitements within sustainable pursuits. A well-fought tactical game of tennis or bout of judo, for example, makes time fly without hurting your health. These activities stimulate your body to release adrenaline, giving you a rush of excitement without the need for danger. And the same is true of kissing. We mostly do it for pleasure, but it's still good for you increasing cardiovascular activity as well as raising your body's calorific burn rate. These aren't the only ways to enjoy today whilst improving tomorrow. Recent research from the University of Edinburgh 
suggests that learning a new language can stave off dementia and improve cognitive function in later life. Chances are, when travelling, you've gone in search of adventure, but picking up new bits of language along the way means you could actually keep your brain healthy at the same time. This isn't the only advantage, either. New languages help us see the world afresh. Their exotic vocabulary often contains words and ideas with no equivalent in our own tongue. A lovely example of this is the Japanese phrase wabi-sabi, which describes the quality of being attractive because of being imperfect in some way. It offers an alternative view to certain Western ideas of beauty being akin to perfection. Of course, you might not have the time to go travelling. You might be stuck in the office in need of a pick-me-up. Coffee is the stimulant of choice for many, but other drinks can deliver a similar kick without keeping you awake at night. Tea is an obvious candidate, containing roughly half the caffeine of a coffee. But water itself is sometimes overlooked. Research from the National Centre of Biotechnology Information suggests that even slight dehydration has an impact on concentration and, um, uh, oh, alertness. Drinking plenty of water may not give you the immediate energy burst of an espresso, but it can leave you feeling better focused and refreshed. There's a well-known paradox surrounding the typical French diet. Some of the nation's most popular dishes are high in saturated fat. Think camembert and buttery croissant, confit of duck and fattening cuts of meat. But when you look at their national health statistics, there's no increase in levels of coronary heart disease. Somehow, without worrying about their future health, the French enjoy their favourite foods and still have healthy hearts. Research suggests that this is because they eat smaller portions and take more time over their meals, savouring their food without eating in a hurry. The secret here is really no secret at all. Being true to what you enjoy is good for you, just as long as you enjoy it in moderation. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more, please visit booperglobal.com.